0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. You can be seated. Wow. I haven't felt the presence of the Lord this strong since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God! Ooh, man, I'm still trembling. I don't know you, what you guys got, but man, wow! These these are antennas. When you put these things up, it's like an antenna, man. The Lord, you'll you'll feel the Lord. Amen. What am I supposed to do? Give announcements? Better do that. I'm supposed to do? Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this morning? don't have a lot of new things going on uh, you can read your bulletin yeah yeah
1: and and so I was pointed to the scripture from first samuel now David fled, and he was fleeing from Saul. Saul's after him. He's going to take his life. Now David fled and escaped and came to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and stayed in Nath. It was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at that location. Then Saul sent the messengers to take David. But when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, With Samuel standing and presiding over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. When it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they too prophesied. So Saul sent more messengers again the third time, and they also prophesied. Then he himself went to Ramah and came as far as a large well, and he asked and said, Where is Samuel and David? And he was told, He proceeded there to them, and the Spirit of God came upon him also, so that he went along prophesying and continually until he came to Ramah. He also stripped off his clothes, and he too prophesied before Samuel. They therefore said, is Saul also among the prophets? When the Spirit of the Lord moves in prophecy, don't hold back.
0: How strong here today. Praise the Lord. Someone say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, on July 4th, they're having fireworks right down there. What's the name of that park? That little field? Huh? Utica Park. Right there. Yeah. Right down there. So Pam and I are going to be there if you want to come watch fireworks with us. And, but July 4th, we can hang out. And then uh, we have a YouTube series on uh, the endowment of power that uh, for the next seven weeks. So it's on Grace Point Utica, right, Brian? Grace Point Utica. You can look that up. They're 10 minutes long, each one of them. Thursday night they pop on YouTube at 6 p.m. Let's go ahead and take the offering. come on up, folks. We're given to the Lord, Amen? Amen. Always give as unto the Lord. Give your give your tithes and your offerings to the Lord. Father, we just thank you for every good gift you've given us, Lord. Thank you for providing all our needs according to your riches and glory. We give back a portion of what you've given to us, Lord, happily and gladly we do it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys back from Florida, huh? In and out, right? Yeah. Who felt like they might have had a prophecy but you didn't give it? Raise your hand one two i thought you were gonna sing did you, did you feel tempted to do that to sing in this i want, i thought you did you could have done it kelsey i want to give you the mic i thought you had a prophetic song just do it i i might have had one too just do it just grab the mic and we'll love it won't we guys we'll love it amen prophetic song amen don't be afraid we believe in the gifts of the spirit. All right, got any kids that want to go to Sunday school this morning? Okay. Miss May's here this morning, our dancer. look how tall she's getting. Where do these kids come from? They just come out of the woodwork. When you're looking out, you can't see them. Then they just start emerging out of of the rows. There he is. Miss May wants to pray. (laughs) (laughs) Miss <laughs> <laughs> May wants to pray for pray for the children's ministry, okay?
2: How is everyone today? That's good. So I just wanted to say to everyone that I hope they're having an amazing Sunday and I hope you all had good dreams last night. And I just wanted to pray real quick, just to help you all and you know. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. God, I hope that these people will have a really good day at church and they will have a really good time and just take all their sins away and restart over. And I hope that they will have an awesome rest of their week. Amen. Amen.
0: Bless Sunday school. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. We don't have Charlie for another week, guys. He's staying in Honduras. Just keep going. So it's safe around that corner. What's that? Three. (laughs) Amen. Hi, brother. Hi. How you doing? Hi. seeing you. All right. 11.50. We're doing good. All right, not going to do a lot of ado. We have two speakers this morning, all for the price of one. So, um, what I did, I uh, just had very specific mandates from the Lord what to do each service for four services. And this service this morning is regarding the mission of the church. And really, we didn't make it up, God did. God, God said when Jesus, when he was going back to heaven, he gave instructions. And he told his followers, go into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples. Come on, that's what he said. And that's the mission of the church. There's a lot of other good things. We need to be worshiping God. We need a personal walk with the Lord to cultivate. There's a lot of things that spring out from that. But that's the center of what was on God's mind when Jesus gave his commandments to the church. So we got several evangelists in the house, and I just wanted them to talk to us about how they go about uh, spreading the word and how the Lord uses them and whatever's on their heart. So, Andrea will come up first. Absolutely, I'll bring it up. Absolutely.
2: Death is overcome, he's already won. Who believes that this morning? That song we sang, right? Which means we as children have been made overcomers. So, who thinks people need to know that? Yeah? Well, it just so happens that was a mandate given to us, just like Pastor said, the Great Commissions, to go out to the ends of the earth and spread the gospel, spread the good news. People need to know. We can't assume everyone's heard that because I was 25 years before someone shared that with me, and I wondered what the heck took everybody so long. We have all these Christians roaming the earth, and it takes me 25 years to hear this message? So, um, in, in addition to that, oh, and, and you like my shirt, this wasn't an accident. Uh, lifestyle. It should be a lifestyle. Um, it's not something the Bible doesn't add the tag on there. If it's your personality, you will go out and share the g- It says everybody is to go out and share the good news. So that being said, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Uh, we don't retire from ministry. I don't plan on retiring from ministry. Do you? Till the day I die, I plan on being on my deathbed. And whoever comes by me, I plan on sharing the good news of what Jesus has done on the cross. Um, not only does it change that person's life, but it's a domino effect which will change your kids' lives, their friends' lives, the community, the world, and it takes all of us. Um, if we don't, there's people who are looking for answers, and they're going to other sources, and there's a new age movement that's really on the rise right now, and so if we're not sharing the good news, then that's where they're going, and that's where they're getting their information, and that's what they're worshiping, paganism. So we've been seeing a lot of that, haven't we? Um But yeah, and a lot of people say, well, I don't like to shove it down people's throat. I just choose to live that out. Well, I watched my aunt whose family was always full of joy, always had peace no matter what was going on, but I never knew why. So we have to share the good news and why, and and Jesus is our hope of glory, okay? Um, What else do I have here? I guess I have to put these on. Um, And and that being said, too, uh, how beautiful are the feet that bring the good news of the gospel, it says in Isaiah 52.7. Um, but he will give you the words. We don't have to be a scholar. We don't have to have know all the scriptures. We have to know the Bible inside and out. We just have to have a couple scriptures. Um, his word, the Bible says, His word does not return void. So when we share a scripture, it's it's accomplishing what it set out to do. Whatever you're speaking over people, that word it 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 has power. Okay, and um, we're going to talk about some classes that um, Pastor Brad's going to share about that we want to start and equipping you to be soul winners, because it is for everybody, just like I said, and um, just the different techniques, the different tools, the different open doors that we need to look for, because there's always an opportunity, and when we pray for those opportunities, he's never let me down. I, I may forget and then, you know, that day will go by, and, you know, I didn't get to witness to somebody, but every time I pray, Lord, let there be an open door for me to minister to somebody, we just got to learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit for what he's showing us, but he will show you, and those different things that we look for, um, I'll give an example, one time I was running on a treadmill at a gym, and I see this guy with his knee brace, and he's doing one of these, well, well, that right there, that's an open door, because we know God didn't die just for salvation, but for healing and all his promises, right, so that was my open door, and I'm like, well, I'm running on the treadmill, I'm really winded, so I started to slow down my speed a little bit, got my wind, I walked over, and I said, hey, would you mind if I pray for your leg, I see you limping over here, what's the problem, and you know, just, you you kind of find some common ground or something to share, uh, you know, introduce yourself, things like that. And um, so he let me pray for him. And then when I do that, I try to take it, and, and I'll say, I'm going to take this an extra step further. Do you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? And so that was an open door for me to share. And um, the pastor was actually the owner of the gym, and he's like, I can't believe we've all been praying for this guy, and no one could reach him. And he and he got saved, and now he's serving in the church and very active in the church, and he's thanked me personally. And, and people... You know, there's, uh, people always need prayer, even when you go to people, and I don't care if you're in Walmart, wherever you're at, you know, hey, I just feel like the Lord's showing me that you need some prayer for something. Is there something going on? Most people have issues going on in their life, am I right? And 95, 99 probably percent of the time, people will accept it. And, um, and when, I, when I start to pray, and I always say, can I take it a step further? Do you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? And a lot of people go, yeah, I believe in God. And I share, you know, even the demons believe in God and they tremble, but there's a difference in believing in God and knowing God. And would you like to know God like I know God and have a personal relationship relationship with him? Because there is only one way into heaven, and that's through the son of Jesus. And And they need to know that. Like I said, we can't predict who's going to receive it. We can't get upset if they don't receive it. What's the Bible say? We shake the dust off of our feet and we move on to the next person. So we don't take it personally. And I will say, I was that person, I told you, I I don't know, well, I guess I shared it in our small group, not necessarily with the church, but I had a problem, an addiction with alcohol, so if you had looked at me when someone was sharing, I was that person like, don't even waste your time, (laughs) this girl is not going to get it, she does not want to hear it, but we're all called, there's all, we all have a part, some of us are seed planters, some of us are waterers, the Bible said, and it's up to the Lord for the harvest, and um, so God did get a hold of me, and, and I, like I said, if they would have looked at me by what they saw in the natural, don't, don't waste your time with that person. But God loves everybody. He wants none to perish but all to come into the relationship with him, right? So that being said, we don't have to be scholars. We just have to uh, – there's a few, few little key phrases, um, like I said, one of them being, um, do you know God or do you believe in God or do you know God personally? That's one I go to. Um, the God of this world. I'll say, do you know who the God of this world is? And they'll say, well, yeah, God. Well, no, Satan is actually the God of this world. God is the God of our world for us children uh, who are his children. We have the sovereign God. But Satan is the God of this realm of the earth. That's why it's such a mess, right? <laughs> so that needs pointed out to people because people don't understand that, and then it makes sense. And, if, and well, if God, loves, if God loves people so much, why does he send them to hell? Well, he doesn't. He gives you the choice. You have the choice to receive him or deny him, but the choice is yours. And um, so, you, you know, you, we can be bold in to say that, you know, because sometimes people need it laid out s- simply like that. We don't need to complicate the gospel. It's a really, um, and as a matter of fact, I, I did it with the kids' ministry out here, and I do it through the evangelism things that Bo gets me plugged into, and I use this simple book. Of just the colors that I go through black is sin, and the uh, red is the blood of Jesus that purifies us. And once uh, He purifies us, we're white as snow. And then green, we grow as Christians and read our Bible and go to church. And, and then yellow is one day we'll walk the streets of gold. It's that simple, it's a simple gospel. And I do remember that you have to start somewhere. And I do remember being afraid. I was afraid to pray. Like, just, you know, you want me to pray? And my voice would quiver. I remember taking my daughter out, and she goes, my voice was shaking the whole time. And I said, I know. That's how it starts. But eventually, you get to a point. I, I told you I had a drinking problem. Winning win in souls is a far better high than anything I've ever experienced. There's nothing like it. Am I right, Bo? It, it's just the greatest thing. But I always tell people the, the simplest. Simplicity of the gospel, ABCs. If you remember when sharing with anybody, when when you say, can I pray with you? Because you think, oh, I don't want to say this wrong. You just remember ABCs. And it doesn't matter what order you do it in, you just cover ABC. I accept your free gift of salvation. You say, well, just repeat after me. I accept your free gift of salvation. I believe you died on the cross for me. That's B. C, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need you as my savior. Come into my heart. Change me from the inside out. It's a simple prayer. ABC. So if that helps anybody I know it helped me a lot because I did get caught up in you know you'd hear these people using big words and like oh, I don't pray like that and then it would get me hung up to not want to do it but um, but when you realize it's that easy I confess that I'm a sinner believe that you died on the cross for me I accept your free gift of salvation boom done don't complicate it don't make it harder than it really needs to be um, what else do I have here um, it's God who brings the harvest yeah, I am excited to get into heaven one day just to see all the people like, thank you. That you even the people that didn't seem like they received it, like well, that's how I looked, right? So I can't wait to get there one day and, and have them be like, thank you for praying with me. Deuteronomy 31.6, um, and actually it's in Joshua 1.9, so it's twice, so take note. Be courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, for the Lord will go with you wherever you go. So he'll never leave you forsake you. He will show up. Um, Like I said, just pray for those open doors of opportunity. He'll meet you where you're at. Find common ground with people. Um, You know, we'll go anywhere we go and we're sitting with people. It's just there's always an open door to communicate. When people are hurting, people, someone crying, you know, let me pray peace upon you. And do you know Jesus? Someone's got an injury. Someone's going in for a surgery. Um, Someone's going through a divorce. People are hurting. They need answers. And we have them. Right? Amen. I don't know how much time I have left. I, have, I had a 15-minute, I said, I don't know what happens to that. If I, I poof, I disappear. Um, but yeah, I, uh, John 10.10 is another good one too. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy because they always think, well, if God's so loving, look at all these things happening. And, but I always tell people, John 10.10 says, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give life more abundantly. When, st- when people start seeing the truth, that God's not this hard taskmaster, re- you know, ready to just psh, every time you do something wrong that he's a loving father. People just need to be loved. We never want to come to anybody in condemnation. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't they don't need to hear all the rules and regulations. They just need to know Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Uh, you know, come to come to them, he'll meet you where you're at. Show them the love of Jesus. No condemnation. We're all sinners and we all who, who we still screw up. Even as Even as good Christian people, we still blow it sometimes. We're thankful as grace and mercies are new each and every morning. Don't be ashamed to be transparent and tell people that because it makes it more real to them. Like, wow, you get me. You get me because I'm a really bad person. I did some bad stuff. Hey, so did I. So we all. None of us are, you, you know, deserving of what he's done, but thankfully you know, he loves us. We are his children, and he is so good, and he is so faithful, and he will show up. So be bold. These classes that we're going to do, we're going to ho- hopefully have some accountability. So we're not just going to be like, do what he said, and good luck, and go out there and win him over. We want to equip you with the weapons he's given us, the tools he's given us, and pair you up with different people who are used to going out doing it. And is it scary? A little bit. But it says don't be scared. You know, be bold and courageous. And um, as we do that, the, e- the more you do it, just like anything, it takes, pr- practice makes perfect, right? We've all heard that, and that's basically what it is. Just the more you do it, the easier it gets, and now it's just, it's second nature now. And there was a time I was like, oh, my daughter and I, like I said, oh, our voices were shaking. and But you know what? Step out. Be bold. He'll meet you. Good stuff. Amen. Amen. Good stuff.
0: Praise the Lord. We'll have to get you back up to get a whole service. I just wanted to introduce her to the congregation. The Lord told me in Wednesdays, it's funny you mentioned that, this week, he said, Brad, you don't have anything to be afraid of. And that just got right in my heart. So he told me, I had these three guys, he said, you don't have anything to be afraid of. I went right in there, and I'm like, you're right, Lord, I don't have anything to be afraid of. And I don't, Bo, come on.
3: It's still in there right now. Well, originally when Brad asked me, you know, I like felt I had a message, and then he was like, well, I'm going to take 15 minutes and <laughs> give it to somebody else. <laughs> I was like, all right, Lord, we got to this message. And then yesterday he told me, you got to be done at 11.50, so that's, now that's actually ni- 19 minutes, <laughs> 19 minutes. So I'm not going to be able to share everything I wanted to share. I was kind of really hoping to Talk about two of the pieces of the armor of God are offensive weapons. You know we got shield of faith and a sword of the spirit. Offensive weapons, I know what you're thinking. maybe a shield is a defensive weapon. Maybe you haven't seen Captain America, you know, or maybe you're a DC fan, but you give me a shield and let me yeah see, it's, it's an offensive weapon, isn't it? <laughs> and your, your sword is an offensive weapon. But one of the things I found a lot about quoting scripture or quoting truth out of the Bible, when you're dealing with non-believers, don't introduce your sword. You know, you don't get in a sword fight and be like, hold on, let me pull out Excalibur. Like, right? You just, just speak the truth. Let them hear the truth. Just, just be like, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, right? But now if he wants to know, I'll tell you. Well, here, I'll show you where that's at, how God said that. But, but sometimes people get so upset about the Bible, now you're off on a skew, and they didn't even hear the truth that you needed to speak to them. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes just, dude, if God gives you a word or God brings a verse to your mind, just just let it go. Just let it go. So I'm not really going to talk about that, so skip that. (laughs) So really what I want to talk about, I'm going to read through a psalm, a psalm of life, all right? But uh, so this this psalm I want to share, but really I kind of put everybody into three categories. I either feel you are either an unbeliever or you're a believer, or you're a follower. You know, John, on 8, 10, Jesus says, if you follow me. He knows people are going to believe in him, but not everybody follows him, right? He says, I want to make you fishermen. Come follow me. Come follow me. And so I will read this psalm kind of challenging you to maybe be more of a follower. I want to take a step from being a believer I'm not just going to believe. I want to follow Jesus. I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to put everything to Jesus. And so we're going to read through a famous Psalm. You all know this Psalm. Very popular. Psalms 23. Very popular. You hear it at everybody's death. <laughs> I really think it's, I think we misuse it in that situation. But here, let's let's read this. We'll see how far we get. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Shepherd implies something, right? A shepherd, Jesus says, the sheep know my voice. They hear my voice. They follow my voice. If you're a sheep, you don't get to pick what pasture you're going to, do you? You go wherever the shepherd's taking you, right? You don't go get a drink whenever you want, right? You to go to the stream when the shepherd takes you to the stream. You listen. It's implied. There are consequences to being a follower of Christ, Right. Christ is going to expect you to follow him. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be times you want to go to the stream and he's like, no, we're going up this hill for some reason. (laughs) All right. You know, and Jesus, you know. (laughs) I mean, Jesus even. Even was led by the spirit into the wilderness, you know what I mean? Like who wants to go into the wilderness, be tempted by Satan? Like, I don't want to do that. If I'm Jesus. I want to stay here and make more wine. (laughs) All right, glad somebody got my joke, though. I have, a, I have all that I need. I would tell you a little story about all that I need. This was a couple years ago. Lord was really challenging me, telling me, like, I spend too much time worrying about money. He's like, you spend too much time. He's not telling me just let it go heave, but he's like, you spend so much time worrying about money that it's taking up time you sh- should be worried on other stuff. And I'm like, all right, Lord, you need to help me. You need to help me with this. And so... It was COVID time and I was broke. <laughs> and uh, I went to the store with my wife. And so I know how much money is in our account. And I'm scanning something, putting it in a bag. And I'm getting frustrated. And it's not because I'm bagging it myself or scanning it myself. Uh, I get frustrated because I know how much money is in my account, right? And I scan something else and I could just feel it. And I'm like, Lord, I need help. Like right now. I need help right now, Lord. I am really struggling <laughs> with letting this go, right? And so I'm praying at Walmart, and I'm scanning the stuff, and I, I started to feel better, and we put it in there, and I totaled it up. It was 8211. That's important for a reason. So after that, I felt more at peace, and I was like, "All right, Lord, thank you for helping me to not stress over spending the last 82 dollars that I have." You know what I mean? It was like, and so I went out to my uncle's. I was riding the mower, cutting grass. And I get this text from somebody at the church. And they're like, "Hey, I put a blue envelope on your porch." I'm like, "Okay, that's kind of weird, right?" So I get home. This is the strangest thing. You're not going to believe it. I get home, and I open this envelope, and there are four 20s and two $1 bills in this envelope. Amen. Like, it's so crazy. Like, where would you get a blue envelope? Right? Like, you know, they'll just buy the blue envelopes. like it. But no, she said that she felt like God told her to give me $82 specifically. And I'm like, 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 the Lord is just so good. Like, I have all I need if I would learn to just follow my shepherd. Completely. Amen. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams, you know. That's, to, me, to me, that verse sounds like taking a nap. <laughs> right? But doesn't the Lord give us rest? Right? Doesn't he say, oh, if you're a heavy laborer, come to me and I'll give you rest? He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Now, this is a funny thing. Early in my Christian walk, I was focused on try, you know, try to be good, follow the Ten Commandments, don't break the Ten Commandments, follow the rules. And it's kind of like a wet paint sign. If I put a wet paint sign on there, how many people would have touched that wall today, <laughs> right? Right? So I kept finding myself, like, don't lie, don't lie, but then I wanted to lie so bad, right? And it was like, why, why? Because my focus is on the law, not on Jesus, See, once I started being more of a follower of Jesus and like, no, Lord, today I want to follow you. I just want to do what you have for me. I want to listen to you. I want you to guide my steps. Keeping the Ten Commandments, that ain't even nothing. Like like those just fell away. They're easy to keep when I'm following Jesus because that's who Jesus is. See, the Ten Commandments give you a picture of Jesus, not, not a picture of me, give you a picture of Jesus. So when I follow Jesus, I naturally just keep them. Like, like, it's like an easy step. And I'm like, uh, but you might think this is for your benefit. Because God said if you keep his laws, he'll bless you. And if you don't keep them, he's going to curse you. That's just the way it is. But you don't, you don't do these. They're not for your benefit, really. Right? What's it say there? Bringing honor to his name. And Jesus say if I'm lifted up, I'll draw everybody to me. Right? And doesn't, the, doesn't Jesus say hand what is this verse <laughs> go uh maybe I'm not going to remember it. Give me a second here, give me a second jesus said uh I know he says you are the light of the world, you are the light of jesus said you're the light of the world no he said go I don't even know what no, go ye all the world, but he says uh, you are the light of the world. What is that verse? You are the light of the world. Hmm. No, I know say it's not city sit on a hill, but but the purpose, let men here we go. You are the light of the world to so let them see your good works so they will glorify your father that's in heaven. See, you doing good stuff, you living in righteousness is not for you. It's for those around you. Do you see that? Jesus, is, Jesus wants a follower so that as people see you following Jesus, they're like, others see that. It's a response to others. It affects, isn't that what you said? You said it affects more than just that one person. Yeah. Somebody witnessed to you has it affected more than just you? Oh, yeah. See, it's about, not about just you. You living righteous is not for you, even though it benefits you. It's for those people you touch in your world. Every day you walk in this world and you see people, Guess what? The way you live is a benefit for them, right? Jesus says, let them see how you live so that they'll glorify me. See, so, uh, so living good and righteous. And some of the things I do, you know, some of the things, we gave away Valentine boxes. That, w- that was the thing. We felt like, Lord, why to give away Valentine boxes? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird, Lord. Like, who gives away Valentine boxes? You're supposed to make a Valentine box you give Valentines. Why am I going to give away a box? But, but we touched lives because of it. You know what I mean? And so we stepped out in faith and did this, and something happened of it. And so you see, you got to see this whole purpose. you got to understand we need you to be a follower. You need to be a follower because this is not about you. (laughs) This is not about you. I don't know if you understand. We are at war for the lives of the souls of the people that you know, the people that you know, and the people we don't know. But every day we come across people we know and we have an opportunity to be to be Jesus to them. Right. If you're a follower. Now, sometimes in my life, I'm just a believer. Sometimes in my life, I believe, but I don't follow. I mean, if I'm honest with you, there are days that I that I do things and I'm not a follower. I want to be a follower every day. Now, this verse, you all know. It's kind of hard to read in the NLT. I'm reading out the NLT, verse 4. You know, I memorized this when I was like six years old. So, like, it's really hard to read a verse that you memorize one translation and the other one. But the, I'm going to try to read this. It says, when, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Now, we always hear this. Where do we hear this verse? When you go to a funeral home, right? <laughs> this is always a funeral. But you know what? If you're following through this psalm, you're following your shepherd, right? You're following your shepherd. He's taking care of your needs. He's leading you to peaceful things. He's leading you. Why, why are you leading me into the valley of the shadow of death? Like I'm following Christ and now I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. That seems contrary, right? But it's not about you. It's not about you. You understand, God wants to take you into those dark places because that's who he is. That's what he did. That's what he did. I'm going to read a little clip out of here of uh, Luke, Luke 1, 77. These are some of my favorite verses, 77 through 79. It says, You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy... The morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and dwell in the shadow of death. Well, how do they hear about Jesus? People that are living in the valley of the shadow of death, how are they ever going to hear about Jesus? They're only going to hear about Jesus when a follower is being led by Christ and they walk into the dark. They're not afraid, and they walk into the place, and they're like... It says, you are close beside me, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Now, you know, when I read that, I always think of one of my favorite names of God. One of my favorite names of God is Jehovah Nisi. and it's not in this text, <laughs> but I just so feel it. Like, when I read that, it makes me think of Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. You know, Solomon wrote, his banner over me, his love, and so... I kind of was really looking at this. This word comfort in here is really strange. It is really, really strange. I want to read you, I looked it up in the coordinates, I'm not going to give you the Hebrew word and all that. What I want to do is I want to read to you the other ways this specific word has been translated in the Bible. Because not every time it's translated as comfort. Which comfort is 30 times the the most common. Sometimes it's Translated as comforted, repent, repented, comforteth, repenteth, ease, and repenting. I'm like, that's comfort. Repenting and comfort are intertwined. And I'm like, that. yeah, at first you might think that seems a little odd, but then I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, At times in my life where I've come to the Lord and been like, Lord, this is who I am. This is my fallacy. This is my sin. This is who I am. I don't want to be that no more. I don't want to be like that, Lord. Like, change me, help me, mold me into something different. You know what? Those times when the Lord touches you are so comforting. It's in that repentance that the Lord is comforting. And that's why I see Jehovah Nisi. His banner over me is love. In my sin, in my sin, when I'm open and honest about my sin with him, that's when he can change me. You see, when I'm like ashamed of my sin, so I don't want to talk to him about it, he can't get into that area of my life. I'm just, I'm not following him in that area. I'm just being a believer. Yeah, he forgives me of my sins, but this, I'm not going to share this with you, Lord. When I open up and be like, Lord, this look, look how sinful of a person I am. Look how I struggle with this. I don't want to be like this, Lord. I need your help. Those are the moments where I can break free from sin, Amen. right? It's God that breaks free from sin. Didn't Jesus break free sin? I didn't break free from sin. Amen. It's only when I share my sin openly with God that he can break that. And so that's why I see his banner over me, his love, because it, he loves me so much that that he wants to change me, he wants to help me. He wants me to become, he wants me to become a follower. He wants me to be like him, you know. And then, uh, all right, uh, four minutes. <laughs> all right, only two more verses. All right, you prepare for me a feast in the presence of my enemy. Don't you see? That's why you're in the valley of the shadow of death, so the Lord can bless you, so that you can be a blessing to those that are in the dark. See, this is not about you. The Lord blesses you not so you can build a bigger barn. The Lord blesses you so you can help other people. It's about other people. You know? You are in the valley. I'm following Jesus, so you take me into the valley of the shadow of death. But then what? You want, you want to bless me? <laughs> like in, in the valley of the shadow of death? Right? You prepare a feast for me. What's the purpose of preparing a feast? Eat. (laughs) Very good, eating. Eating is the first one, but do you do it by yourself? You don't make a feast by yourself, right? If you prepare a feast, what do you do? You invite people to come to your feast. Where is he holding this feast? Uh Very good, in the presence of your enemies. Any of you got enemies out there? Are there enemies of the Lord out there? Are there people that are contrary to the Lord? Are there people that are doing things that are contrary to the Lord? People that you would consider evil? That's who the Lord wants you to invite to your table. That's why he blesses you. So you can go get your enemies. He didn't say go get your buddy. <laughs> you should go get your buddy. Hopefully your buddy will come eat with you if you got good food, right? But the Lord wants you to go get your enemies. Do you, do you see that? He's like, if you follow me... I'll take care of your needs, but I'm going to lead you somewhere. We are going to go into the darkness because I need you to get these people. See, this is not about you. We need people that realize it's time for war. Time is too short to be playing church and just believing, checking in, punching a time clock. It's past time for that. There are people that are living in darkness now that have not heard the gospel, and some of you cross them daily. Some of them I cross daily. And that's the thing. It's like everything the Lord does for you, remember, he's your shepherd. He's going to give you all you need, but that's so the other people will see. He's going to guide you in right paths so you'll walk straight, but that's to bring glory to his name. He wants to bless you so we can bring his enemies into the table. Bring them, invite them in. How many of you would be willing to open up your home for people we would consider enemies of the kingdom? I mean, that's kind of what he's saying here, right? Amen. This is the life of a follower. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. You know, the anointing is the, whole, the picture of the Holy Spirit there, I believe. The whole See, that's where I would get into the sword of the Spirit. You know, in your prayer life, you can converse with God. How many of you pray and talk with God? How many of you just talk and never listen to God? Any of you ever hear anything back from God? Do you realize if, if you have the ability to hear something from God, that means you have the ability to speak the words of God to somebody else? Like like what more could you offer somebody in the dark than to give them a word from the Lord himself? What, what, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? We have this ability to speak the word of God. We have the ability to read the word, speak truth. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. You can quote truth out of the Bible, but it's also about prayer, too. It's it's a working of both of those. See, the spirit of the Lord wants to anoint you so you can be a follower, right? We need, we need followers. We need followers. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Are you kidding me? You cannot get away from the Lord. If you are following Jesus, look, when I, I try to follow Jesus, but the days that I... I skew a little or a lot. <laughs> the days that I skew and wrestle, he still pursues me. It's not like he's like, well, you dummy. No, he's always pursuing me. He's always seeking me. He's always trying to comfort me. He's always trying to bring me back into fellowship with him. And I'm like, Lord, that's what that's what I need. Help me get back online and follow you. And it says at the end, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. That's the verse we should use at funerals, right? <laughs> yeah. Because if you follow Jesus, eventually we're going to live in the house of the Lord forever. But as you see this psalm, I hope you see that this is a picture of what God wants us as a follower. He wants us to follow him every step. He says he's got it covered. He owns a sheep on a thousand hills. He's got all your needs. He's got everything. But he wants you to follow him to be fishers of men. That's why he calls his disciples. Follow me, I will make you fishers of men, right? And so this is the challenge. We, we have a thing that we're going to challenge you with. And really, we want you to take, I don't need you to take another step. Yeah, that's right. I mean, life is too short. I really think we're living the end times, and life is way too short. To be playing Mamby, Mamby group Church, it's, it's just too crazy. It's too crazy. Life is too crazy. We need people that are willing to say, Lord, I will lay down my wants and my needs to follow whatever you ask of me. And that's difficult. That is difficult. I know it's difficult. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's got a rod in his staff, so he can crack us in the head a few times. <laughs> I mean, I need uh, But we need people that are ready to follow Christ. And that's going to be you taking steps. It says, the, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, even though the Lord's leading me, I, he still has to take those steps. Right? And so there is a dark... World out there, there are people 25 and she never heard the gospel. Are you kidding me? How would you like to get to heaven and then be like, you know, the person that you've known for 25 years never even heard Jesus? How would you feel? That'd be, be horrible to think somebody 25 years old has not even heard. And I get shocked all the time. I run into people all the time. They're like, Jesus, what's that? And you're like, what? There's a church right next to your house. How do you not? How have you not heard the gospel? But see, we need you to walk. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow death, I am walking. But I'm walking why? Because I'm following Jesus. I will walk into the dark because I follow Jesus. Look where where Jesus go all the time. He was always going to sinners' houses. He was, you know who had a problem with where Jesus was going? <laughs> church people. <laughs> church people. <laughs> but. You have to walk. We need you to walk into the valley of the shadow of death because there are people that are dying and spending eternity separated from God now. And so we don't need people that are going to believe, I'll believe in God, show up on Sunday, throw a few bucks in the offering. Yay, I did my time. Check, check. Maybe that'll get you to heaven. You're a believer. Maybe that'll get you to heaven. That's not what God's called you to. That's not what he's called you to. He didn't call you to sit around and play patty cakes and stuff. He called you to walk into the valley of the shadow of death and seek and help save those that are lost and dying in their sins. Yeah. This is what we're called to do. Yeah. And everything, you can read through the psalm, every one of these verses is talking about how it can be a benefit to others. It's a benefit to others. You live your life, that's for benefit for others. You walk through the dark places, that's a benefit for others. God anoints you, that's a benefit for others. So really what we need, Brad's gonna share with you our, our plan, if I leave him any time. And uh, and, uh so really I, I just want you to, to see that God needs you to be a follower. Like everything. Give up, give up your life, lay down your life and follow him. It's it's a simple task. It's hard. But uh so I'm gonna turn this over to Brad and uh, and we're going to share with what we're going to do.
0: I put them on a timeline because we had somewhere we're going. Okay. And by the way, um, that scripture, if you look up Luke 14, when you give a dinner or a supper, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or the rich or your neighbors. They'll just invite you back, and you'll be repaid. But when you give a feast, feast, Invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. Get this, and you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Amen? So praise the Lord. All right, I, uh, I could go on and on. I meet so many people. I met a bunch of kids yesterday, did not know Jesus, didn't hit, never heard the gospel, didn't know anything about being saved. Todd White, I think, how old was he, 28 or 30, when he first heard the gospel? First time? He was upset about it. Why didn't someone tell me? I could have all that time I wasted. So, Brian, why don't you go ahead and roll that uh, video? I want you to watch this video. We've got a challenge for
4: y'all. You know what? Many churches, many congregations this. are gathering for services, but are not seeing a lifestyle of evangelism and discipleship happening the other six and a half days a week. Well, Cityquake is changing that dynamic we want to see congregations not just coming together on sunday but when they leave those doors they are going out and they are thinking we need to make disciples and we have developed an online course to do exactly that city quake get activated it's 20 modules of intense teaching and then obedience because this is not just about teaching it's about getting ourselves walking in the power of God every day. We have Dan Moeller, Chris Donald, Dave Wagner, Chris Overstreet, and myself teaching these 20 modules. Every single one of them will give you something to take hold of and then something to apply that very day, that very week. You're gonna do this with another person called your sharpener. You're gonna go out every single week on outreach you two, and you're gonna sharpen each other. You're gonna see people loved on, healed, saved. You're gonna get words of knowledge. You're gonna grow in the prophetic. This is gonna happen in your life right where you are without ever having to attend a conference. CityQuake Get Activated is ready to go. You can register today. Even if you don't have your person that you're signing up with your sharpener don't worry about it go ahead get registered we'll even give you some help and and hints on to how to get a sharpener it's been long enough many of you have been christians for a long time i've heard it so many times i was a christian for five years 10 years 15 years and i didn't have the tools i needed to grow in this and now with this you have the tools right there at your hand register today if you don't have the 99 dollars, our suggested retail guess what we are taking away the financial barrier. You can sign up with whatever you can afford. We trust you to do whatever you can do, but get registered, get started on this. It's time to change our world for Jesus.
0: We're going to further take your barrier away. The church is going to sponsor you, so there's no fee if you sign up. Amen. All right. So, so here's that the deal. Barrier is totally I've taken away it all from
1: with a God made
0: them. I hear him, yeah. So here's what we want to do this morning. This is going to be a strange altar call. We've done uh, Robbie Dawkins, and we met, we talked about going out, and we didn't go out. Now, some of us go out, you know, I, the, the ones up here do go out. It's time for the church to be the church. And these 20 modules are going to take you step by step and activate you into a soul-winning life. I walked up to 10 teenagers yesterday at a graduation party and led them all to the Lord. It's, it, 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 was, it's not, it, was, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. It's not hard. There's nothing special about me. Look at me. There's nothing special about I just was available and I'm activated. You guys ever heard the gospel? No. If hey, if you all died, do you know where you'd go? No. No. One boy I know goes to church every Sunday. He said, No. That's right. No. I don't know where I say, hey, I want to tell you guys the gospel. I left there shaking i didn't even realize the lord was on me he was all over me and honestly i I don't say that i'm just telling you it's out there and this is stuff that happens every single day of our life andrea's life Bo's life and pam pam hangs out with me so she gets it residually here's what we want to do these teachers chris overstreet an amazing man of god dan moeller if you've never heard dan moeller amazing There's 20 modules to take us through, each module, and you're going to get activated. You're going to have a partner, and you and that partner are going to be accountable. They may, I don't know what they're going to say, but the first thing may just be to go talk to somebody. But every week, they're going to step it up and give you something to do. You will have a trainer with you that will walk you through this, that you can be accountable. So there's really no excuse. You can go with somebody to walk you through it. As many times as, as I've done it, it's not always smooth. It doesn't always go well. But you would be amazed at how many people, when you're walking in the Spirit, will join you, and they'll pray with you. Uh, they'll, they'll accept Christ. You pray with the sick. So here's my altar call today. Would you three stand over here? I'm believing God for some of you to get activated. Again, don't worry about the money. The church is going to sponsor you in this. If you want to get activated as a soul winner, I need you to get up, get out of your seat, and go stand by one of these people. Do it right now. Let's do it right now.